Hey guys, thanks for listening to the HBCU Audio Experience Podcast. We really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. If you haven't done so already, please text us right now, 312-535-8511. That's where you get access. That's where you get uh, discounts. That's where you get a lot of different things. So that's like our front line. So text us at 312-535-8511. This conversation that we had with um, Terry Harris, Tobias Harris's brother, the guy that plays for Philadelphia, uh, was a cool conversation. Uh, he's a really good guy. He plays in the G League, played for North Carolina Ante, so he got the chance to talk basketball, talk HBCUs, talk current events. Uh, pretty cool conversation. Hope you enjoy. Let us know how you feel um, by leaving us a review on Apple iTunes. All right. Thank you. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm about to bring Terry in. How's it going? What up? What up? What up? How's it going? How you feeling? What's up, Terry? What's up? How how y'all doing? Feeling good. I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, this is episode three of the HBCU Grad Live, and we have Terry Harris with us. Uh, I'm Todd Finley. We have just Mikey. Terry, tell us how you were uh, growing up. Like, were you a hooper coming out of the gate? Did you grow into a hooper? Did you always have game? Were you a late bloomer? Tell us a little bit of how you were as a hooper. Uh, so growing up, you know, my whole family, we all played basketball. So it was something that everyone did. And it was just like... My dad kind of brought the game onto us, and and at that young age, you know that you know just seeing my whole family play the game, it was uh it was just something that like I knew I wanted to be a part of, and it was something that, it was just so enjoyable, right? To you know come home and just go outside and play basketball, with my brothers and sisters. So that's really how much I got into it and found the love of the game. But um, growing up though, I remember I, I was a little like a little overweight. It was I wasn't really the best, you know, in the sixth grade, seventh grade, but. Uh, I slowly started to slim up and, you know, grow into my body, get a little bit more athleticism, and then I uh, started growing to myself and learning, learning the game more and more. And high school kind of started right. to, uh, you know, grow into my own. Right. So right. did you play any other type of sports or anything, like, before you really got into basketball? I tried football out once, but it was just – it was just – it was like – I went to a football camp, and, like, I remember coming back home and, and seeing my brothers play basketball – I was like, no, it's not the sport for me. It's not for me. Like seeing my people like just come home is like, and being different. I, I was just like, I, and I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy it like that. So, I was just basketball. I just knew I like. That's how I knew I really loved the game. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, when when did you get 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 six six? Like, were you just so growing? Was it just like growth spurt? Uh, yeah, I would say growth spurt. I think not going into the tenth grade. I think I grew from like. I want to say like six foot to probably like six four, six five, and then uh, uh, just slowly start growing up after that. You know, growing an inch or two after that. Yeah, so that that ninth grade when I was like fourteen or fifteen, I, you know, that's when I, the biggest growth spurts came for me. So, okay. yeah. so I know you went to NCAT because you know I go to NCAT, so it's, it's a whole lot of Aggie pride. So what are you um at NCAT? What about what? So, so what did you study in college? Oh yeah, so uh, I I went to I went to North Carolina A&T for my grad year. Right. So I studied uh, apparel, textiles, and merchandise, and got my bachelor's in science. 
And then uh, at NCAT, I went to get um, my master's in uh, uh, IT. So that's what's yeah, up. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm not finished yet, but I'm, I'm working my way on getting that getting that master's degree together. So that's gonna come soon. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. How was your experience at uh, North Carolina NCAT? No, I loved it, man. It was a it was a great experience, you know. Something different, something, you know, that, that culture is just like unmatched, you know. Everyone I remember everyone's just trying to help you out. It's a great family, great culture to be around. The game crowd is like unlike any other. Club Corbett's crazy. So it was just it was a great, great environment to be around. Nothing like it to this day. Any and in any gym I had played in at the professional level, there was no environment like like Club Corbett. So it's a great so, wow. So when so like you're traveling and everything and people ask you like like where did you go to school or anything and you say NCAT do people like recognize your school or do they or do some people be like NCAT like where's that? No, people recognize it and people recognize it and like I get I get actually a lot of respect you know from uh, you know people who are who go to uh, HBCUs and and like it's kind of it's you know they kind of like show a lot of love when I tell them I went to NCAT and now I'm here so it's a good feeling. Yeah. yeah, right. Now, now, where are you adding your career as of now? As of now, you know, I'm with the Delaware Bluecoats, uh, NBA G League affiliate of the Philadelphia 76ers. So I just finished my rookie season with them. Uh, it was a great season. Learned a lot, and it was just, it was just a you know overall great experience from college to the pros, and you know it was a great great way to get you know integrated into the NBA field and style of play. So walk us through like. A game like the night before game day experience. Uh, so I would say night before, night before I'm just trying to get my rest, you know, trying to get as much rest as I can. You know, you got to be up early the next day because we got shoot around around 9, 10 a.m. Uh, so I eat a good breakfast, go to shoot around, get a good sweating, you know, get the blood circulating, get your body activated. Uh, after shoot around, I rest up a little bit. And, like, with the NBA G League, it's a little different. So, like, sometimes when the NBA players from the Sixers get called down to the G League, I know I'm not, like, like it's just my minutes I'm not going to play. So, but a lot of coaches, they work with you, like, to make sure, you know, you're still getting those reps. And so, game day, if I'm not playing, uh, I'm in I'm in the gym early, right before the game. I'm in the gym uh, at 3.30 when we have a 7 o'clock game, getting the workout in, full court one-on-ones. Uh, then I'm out lifting at four uh, thirty, and get a good meal in at five thirty, and then I'm pregame warm up with the team at six, and game time tip off at seven. So, you know, it's a lot. You know, you when you're not knowing, you don't know if you're gonna play or not. But you know, part of the G League though is like just trying to stay ready at all times. That's the main thing I've learned through this. Mm-hmm. What's your pregame meal? What's your go-to? Pregame meal probably probably be. Uh, Grilled chicken or grilled or salmon with uh, asparagus, lots of vegetables. Uh, try to stay low on the carbs. I won't feel too heavy on the court, and uh, definitely a lot of water. Gotta stay hydrated. Do you have right. any like um, any uh, cheat day meal? Any oh, cheat day? Yeah, yeah, I have my cheat day. I try to have a cheat day probably like once a week, maybe more. Right. But uh, man, cheat day. Where I what I what I have on cheat day, man. I definitely, definitely. Uh, Go with like a burger, gotta get <laughs> fries. What else? I mean, anything you can name it, man. Chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cheat days. Yeah. Gotta have them cheat days. 
right. Now, Terry, I I played in high school and I was I was a shooter. Like I was I was knocked down. From what I've seen, you're knocked down. Yeah. It's my personal opinion that shooters are born and it's a real talent. And sometimes people can't grow into a shooter. How do you feel about that? I I agree. I mean, I agree to. I, I I'm big on that. I think shooting is mainly mental. You know, I, yeah. I, I some people can come to the gym and you know shoot ten in a row, but if they get in the game of air ball, they might not shoot a shot for the rest of the day. You know, so it's really it's. Right. I think it's a huge mental thing. You know, I think it's ninety percent mental. You know, ten percent. You know, ten percent skill really. Because right. if you're not, right. you know, if you don't got the confidence to shoot when. Uh, you know, when the game's on the line or shoot after you miss one or two, then, then you're not a shooter. <laughs> as, as right, as, right. Yeah. I agree. So where do you find, like, your motivation for everything? Um, my motivation definitely, you know, just I'll probably say growing up, you know, with my family and uh, my dad definitely, like, kind of instilled the motivation of uh, be the best player that you can be, you know. Don't worry about anything around, but, you know, push yourself the hardest. And he would always, you know, he kind of, he would have me in the gym at 6 a.m. and, uh, you know, and then let, at late nights, too. So, you know, growing up, when I, then I went to college and when I was on my own, I still had that hard work and motivation. So he kind of instilled in that mentality in me that, you know, be the best player that you can be and outwork everybody. So right. that's kind of what I bring in any level of anywhere I go. I always make sure I'm the hardest worker on the floor and, and, and I'm trying to be the best I can be, you know. Right. Is that where y'all got your height from? Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, my dad, he was 6'4", but I'm 6'6". Six, six. My brother Tobias 6'8". Tyler 6'9". So I don't know. I mean, I don't know where it came from, to be honest. Right. Yeah. right. So I know you went to Eastern Michigan yeah. first. So explain that experience up in Michigan. Explain the experience basketball, school-wise, everything. Eastern Michigan was real cool. Uh, great uh, playing in the uh, MAC was a tough conference. Great mid-major conference, and it was just a it was a great environment. Uh, I just knew though when I was leaving, um, my for my because with the grad year in the NCAA, you can uh, you can transfer without sitting out. And I knew I kind of wanted to get more out of my last year, and I wanted to further it and you know get my master's. And that's why you know I moved that made that move to North Carolina A&T to to finish that and you know to end my year off strong. Right, my college career off strong. Yeah, yeah. Who's the best in the family? Uh, if you ask me, the best <laughs> shooter in the family is, you know what I'm gonna say. But okay, but okay. I give it to Tobias for now because you know he, he. I still haven't got beat. I still haven't been in one on one yet, so I can't say I'm the best in the family. But I'm gonna take the best. I'm gonna right. take the crown for the best shooter in the family, though. Uh, so I see the one on one. The one on ones. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, Tobias wins the one-on-ones. I can't lie. He just, he, I, I, I haven't okay. got to him yet. I haven't got to him yet. But, you know, he got four years over me. So, you know, I got some time. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I think that you averaged 25 points in high school. Yeah. I got to ask who is the toughest competition that you played against in high school. Ah, uh, toughest competition in high school. Uh, I would say um, Isaiah Whitehead. You know, he was in my class. Um mm-hmm. We, I played against him in a couple camps, and you know he was like he was number one player out of New York at that time. So he was uh, definitely a he was a tough player. But and also in Long Island, uh, um, Aaron Edmead was one of the toughest competitions I played against. He actually it's funny because we both from Long Island, and our schools were rivals with each other. So uh, we ended up 
he committed to A&T the year before me, and then Ooh. I committed the year after, so we ended up playing with each other. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, I'm seeing a lot of people going to the G League instead of going to college. Do you think that's something that's going to keep – is going to be more of that from your top high schools? Uh, yeah, I do. I think, I think more of that's going to happen. I do think more of that's okay. going to happen. I think um, – I think it's cool. I think it's. I think. Uh, I think. Um, you know, it's a good alternative route that the players can take, and then they can get their education as well. So, it's a, you know, right. and at the same time they can get paid. So I think that's pretty, pretty cool for the young guys. But at the same time, you know, they definitely need to be You know, worry about the education at that young age. They need to have that education. So you know, what right. would you say to some of the HBCU players um, that are trying to make it and, and they get overlooked based upon um, a HBCU and, it, and it's not like it's, it's not high NCAA? Right. So, so what type of like advice and stuff would you give them? Um, to be honest, I think, you know, you know, instead of a, if you get to the, if you, if you get to the tournament, I think nothing, you know, you really, you shouldn't be worrying about getting overlooked because you're playing against the best of the best competition. Right. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great players from HBCUs. I never looked at myself when I was at HBCU as I'm the one of the best shooters in the MEAC, but I always said I'm the best shooter in the country. You know, I wasn't really worried about MEAC standards or that, but I always wanted to know, like, I always want to tell them I'm the best shooter in the nation. Like, I don't care which school you go to, I am the best shooter in the gym hands down. I don't care who we were playing. So, you know, I would just tell if anyone, wh- whatever position they are, make sure you're the best in the nation. Not the, not just the best in the MEAC, but the best in the nation. Because right. that will take you a long way. And if you if you have the mentality of being the best in the nation, then I think, you know, you know that, that sets you for not being overlooked at when you get out of, uh, when you get out of college. Right. So, I got a, I got a two-part two question. One, one, what is your routine, your normal routine, as far as working out on a daily basis? And two, how are you maintaining that routine with what's going on with COVID-19? Yeah, so usually in summers, uh, uh, I, last summer I was in L.A. doing a lot of my pre-draft workouts, but they would have, um, I wake up at like 6 a.m., I would drive out, you know, L.A. traffic, but it would be an hour drive. I will go to the athletic gym. We'd work out from 7 to 8. Right after that, I go to the, I go to the gym. We work out from, you know, eight thirty to uh, ten o'clock. After that, you rest up a little bit, uh, do what you gotta do, and come back to the gym again from you know three to five. And we were just playing, going at it, working hard, and that'd be a normal routine. Those three workouts and rest up the body for the rest of the day, and we do that Monday through Friday. And then mm-hmm. after that, that that got that had me really like in a great shape and. Um, you know, have my confidence, you know, where it needed to be going into all my pre-draft workouts. But now with the core, you know, with everything else going in the world, I still I have access to, um, you know, my gym right now. So I'm able to um, get my workouts in. Not not as not as same and at high intensity, but I'm a lot, you know, just do something. Because when this all passes away, I don't want to be too out of shape or, you know, too sluggish. Right. It's giving me something to, uh, you know, you know, be in shape, but also getting runs in at the park, you know, getting two, three miles, getting some sprints in and, you know, just doing whatever I can to keep maintain my body, figure and stay shape. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. So like during this quarantine, have you found any new found skills or anything that you found like you are really good at? Uh, new found skills. Uh, 
No, not really. I mean, I've been really just like indulging in like, uh, you know, other ways of, um, you know, just, you know, just reading a lot other ways. I've been really into real estate lately. So I've been trying to, you know, um, you know, learn other ways that, you know, income and, you know, not just on the basketball court, but ways to, you know, make a stream income off the basketball court. Wow. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you know much about the commissioner of the G League, Sharif? Yeah, yeah. I met him a couple times. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was a baller back in the day, man. Oh, really? I never I never Yeah, you got you got <laughs> you gotta look up Sharif Abdul Rahim, man. He was a baller. He was he was the real deal back in the day. Where's Sharif yeah. play at? Where did you play at? Uh, he was in Atlanta, and then he went. I think he was with Vancouver when he initially got to the league. Oh wow! And then, yeah, then I forget. You know, then it may have turned to Memphis. You know that type of thing. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure all the teams that he went to. I think he was drafted by Vancouver. Wow. Yeah, but when you get a chance, look him up. Look him up for you too. Sharif was a baller. Yeah. So, how many offers did you have coming out of high school? Offers. Uh. Now, one thing I wasn't the highly, most highly recruited, but I had um, I had about three to four offers. I was I was looking to take the prep school route as well to uh, you know see if I could get some more offers. But um, out of high school, um, I decided to go to uh, Houston Baptist University. I thought they were going to give me the best opportunity to you know for me on the basketball court. But you know things you know college a lot of things don't go the way you want them to go. Right. But, and I made that move to Eastern Michigan, and that went well. And then I moved, made the move to uh, ANC. Right. Now, when you say when you look at high school to college to the pros, what's the difference? What's the biggest difference in the skill level? Because I know guys like me that ended up and you know finished the high school. I think I could have played in the pros, mm-hmm. but I know if I, <laughs> you know, if I really would have got there, it would have been something totally different. What can you tell a guy like me that? I don't know because I didn't make it to that next level. Right. Um, I think I think the gap between the high school and college is like, you know, high school you play with a lot of kids. You know, you sometimes you playing with a football player and like you know a lot of other a lot of guys who aren't really college athletes. Uh, when you get to college and then you you're playing with guys all on the same level. You know, everyone's a Division One athlete. When you, if you're on a Division One level, everyone's you know on that high level wherever you're at. Um, then from college, the pros, the main difference, you know, I definitely, a lot of, um, you know, skill levels higher. And then one of the main difference I noticed is, uh, a lot of people, the mental, the mental aspect that, you know, they take, when I look at the vets on our team, like, you know, even when they had a bad game, it wasn't like, they were, none of them were down on themselves or nothing. It was more like, like, it, it was the most strangest thing. I was like, man, you just like, you know, had a terrible game. Like, how you feel? He goes. He was like, man, we got 50 games in this season, man. Trust me, I'm not worried about nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be all right. And it's just like, right. like having that, right. have, but having that mental, having that ability to to forget that last game and focus on the next is like, it's so big. Like, and it's going, it, I mean, I'm just starting to learn that. Because in college, you know, we play 30 games. You might have one game a week. And, right. you know, at this NBA level, we were playing, you know, three, four games a week, you know. So we had one game, yeah. rest up, next game is, you know, the game is, you know, the other, every other day. So having that ability to right. just worry about the next game, the mental aspect is just so important. And I just see, like, with a lot of vets, like, they got that, like, down packed. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So how do you like stay away from the injuries and um and try because at that level you you going really hard. So yeah. it's like how do you like how do you prevent yourself from being put in that situation? Yeah, I would definitely say uh, taking care of the body. Um, you know, at this level they do you know this trainers are you know really cautious on you and uh, even the strength trainers we do a lot of uh, injury prevention drills and. Just doing a lot of things to, um, to, you know, keep our bodies fresh, you know, massages, you know, putting the right foods in our body. Uh, you know, you know, when you are playing a lot and you are on the road a lot, you know, definitely, it definitely takes a toll on your body. But as long as you maintain it, put, you know, doing the right things, you know, uh, a lot of those injuries can be prevented. Right. Right. How do you how do you look at personal brand, Terry, where you have a lot of people doing a lot more on social media that are professional athletes than you have people that are trying to get to that next level. How do you look at it? Do you, are you more reserved? Are you, do you want to put more out there? Do you think that showing more personality will help you? How do you look at that? Um, yeah, you know, I do think, uh, you know, you are who you carry, you know, you are how you carry yourself. So I think, uh, being, uh, you know, using your brand, using, you know, it's so important. And, um, you know, I've been learning a lot this year is, uh, it's best to, it's best to, you know, communicate with other brands and communicate with, you know, with other companies and businesses when you're wearing the Jersey right now, because, you know, as soon as, you know, I'm done playing and I start and I, and I want to hit this company and say something to a company or talk to them like, Hey, how you doing? You think I can come visit and check you out? It's kind of like, as if I'm looking for a job, Instead of like, right, yeah. So I'm starting to learn that that's so important. Like you know, expressing your brand and showing who you are. You know, when you're on the court and when you're represented by a team. So that's what I've learned a lot this right. year. Right. So see you kind of you kind of lit on Instagram. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> so where's probably the greatest place you have traveled in like your years of playing basketball? Because I know basketball travel everywhere. Yeah, um, my sophomore year in college, uh, we went to Cancun, so that was just oh. uh, that was a great experience. Yeah, it was a it was a tournament. It was a preseason tournament. They had, you know, uh, how many like about eight teams down there. Everybody was on a resort, and it was just free food, free, you know, you could do whatever. And then and then we was playing at the same time, so it was just like. I mean, it was just a, it was just one of those amazing experiences, and then you with your whole team, it's with guys that you know that you you know play with and go to war with. So it was just a great experience, man. Right. Yeah. Now, Terry, I got to ask you a question that me and a lot of my friends are kind of talking about now. <laughs> so it's the LeBron and Jordan conversation that's going on because of you know this Michael Jordan special that's on. Right. Who do you think is the better player, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? You know, I'm a, after seeing the Jordan documentaries really make me appreciate. You know, you, my age, we're not grow. We didn't grow up watching Jordan. You know, we grew up watching LeBron. But right. seeing this documentary really makes you appreciate the greatness that Jordan brings. So I got to give Jordan number one. But LeBron, okay. though, I do feel like LeBron. You know, his career is not over. You know, I can't define his legacy yeah. yet. But if his legacy ended today, I got to go with Jordan number one. But I Ooh, do think. There we, but I do. There we go. But I do think, though, I do think after LeBron's <laughs> career is over, I do think LeBron's career is over, 
he might make that he might get that number one spot as the greatest okay, player. okay. but as of now i can respect Jordan that did, you can, number six ring and and on top of that you know jordan retired after his last ring you know that's something that's crazy yeah. that's crazy to me that is that yeah. is so being like the g league who do you think the best player that you've played against so far from, the, from being there? The well, the greatest, the greatest player that you played against and the greatest game that you think you've probably played so far. Um, let's see. The uh, greatest player in the G League. I, I would definitely say uh, some of the players, uh, I would say Xavier Mumford, you know, he's one of, he's, he's actually one of the players on my team. So going against him, seeing him play every day was, you know, I thought he was a you know great player. I seen him drop forty, you know. I seen him drop you know thirty multiple times. So watching him play this year definitely definitely had to be one of the best players in the G League though, that I've seen. And um, one of my better game, one of my best games in the G League, I think uh, against uh, Wisconsin Herd, the affiliate of um, Milwaukee Bucks. So I think I had like um, I had four threes in that game. So I finished with like thirteen points. So it was one of my one of my better games, and uh, you know, I did what I yeah did what I could do best, <laughs> knock them threes down. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Do you think players of today are better or players of the past are better? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with players of today. I don't know what y'all definitely you guys yeah yeah definitely I I totally agree. We have a Jordan here from IV on YouTube. He said Jordan, so he agrees with me. Oh, okay. Nah, yeah, I go with the players today. We're going to go back on this on LeBron conversation because I'm going to ask you because you play basketball. Right. So if you think LeBron was playing back when Jordan played, do you think he would dominate how he's dominating today? I think he would dominate how he is today and more. Thank you. Thank you. I, 100%. He's just too big. He's too, big. too big. Too big. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna go with a couple a couple rapid fire questions. Uh, Fam, you are North Carolina ANT. North Carolina ANT. Thank you. What's up? Talk to <laughs> New York or LA? New York. That's where I'm from. Pac or Big? Uh, Pac. There we go. Yeah. It's on you, Mike. Respect. Respect. <laughs> now I need you to tell him because he's because because he went to FAMU. He went to FAMU. <laughs> Oh, okay. Where is the greatest homecoming on earth? Oh my gosh, North Carolina A and T. Come on now, <laughs> come on now. You know I, what it is. Now how? Now how is FAMU's homecoming? I never heard of it. I never heard. No, no disrespect. I've never heard anything about FAMU's homecoming. <laughs> you, you just got. You got to come, Terry. It's it's another level. It's another level. It's the South. You have the great weather. Great people. You know, we almost showed North Carolina a and to do, but they've done a good job of branding it as the greatest movie coming on earth. Okay. So they've done a really good marketing job. But fam, you, it's not even close. It says not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, not even close. You gotta, you gotta come down there and experience it. You know, I'll be, I'll be your, uh, I'll be your guy. Ask a, you know, a guy that we both know, Jason Campbell. He'll tell you. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as far as like back and everything, like like do you come back regularly? Because the campus is big, so I don't really know like like when everybody comes back. Right. So, I did like the year. Do you try to come back and just show love? Uh, I haven't been able to yet, but um, I probably will. We play um, 
what what's the team? Uh, Greensboro, uh, the Charlotte Hornets affiliate team. So they, they, oh, got a, they have a G League team. Yeah, the Greensboro Swarm. So when we played them, you know, a couple of my teammates came out and show you know show love. But it was a quick turnaround. You know, we were out right after the game. I haven't, I haven't been able to come back yet, but that was my that was my last time in Greensboro. Okay. Next time you come, you got to tap in. No, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry, it's something that I've been hot on for the – really for the last year is the sports cards. Sports cards are really just taking off, and you really, really like sports and understand sports. Have you looked at sports cards on eBay? Sports car? Uh, growing up, I didn't. I didn't know they uh, started, you know, picking up again. But growing up, it was it was something huge that you know my whole family. We used to collect sports cars like crazy. But yeah. I didn't know they picked back up like that. They're back. The Scotty Pippins before the special came on were going for like thirty dollars. Now they're at like three hundred bucks. Wow! Like when you get a chance, look on eBay, complete the listings, and look up like rookie cards. You can look at just anybody's rookie card and you'll be like wow it's a it's a it's alive and well so i bet you probably a hundred jordan sold today like jordan's are going for five ten thousand dollars you had a lebron jordan that went for half a million like six months ago a million half a million yeah crazy so when you get a chance to make sports stars and it's something that since you really understand back on you know who's good you know who's about to be on that next level so if you would have Lost Luka Doncic in the beginning of the rookie year. You know they're going for like two grand now. Wow! You know, same thing with yeah. It's it's unbelievable what sports cars are doing. So that's an alternative investment that may be a good thing to look into because you're really in it. You really yeah. understand the game. Oh, for sure. So what was the first uh, purchase in G League? The first what? Your first purchase, like the first thing you bought when you got your money. Probably the first thing was it probably a TV for my apartment. Really, <laughs> that was I. You know, it's still a G League first year. You still trying to save as much money as you can, but uh, I I haven't made a big purchase yet. I brought a rental property. That's one thing I bought though. Try to make my try to make that my last a little longer. Yeah, yeah. So right. kind of, I've you know been dealing with that a little bit now. So right. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry, I wanna, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate the conversation. We're really excited to have you. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, on Instagram, I'm on uh, Terry Harris 15 on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, same thing, Terry Harris 15. And yeah, that's where yeah, that's where I'm at online. Okay, sounds yeah. good. You got anything else, Mike? I do got one big question. How did you get the nickname T Cash? T Cash. So. Back when I was growing up, my brother, he always, his name was T-Money when we were growing up. So I forgot one day we was uh, all hanging out and he just started, he started calling me T-Cash. And it was just like, it just, something that just stuck to me from there. But, uh, but you know, it's always, right. always, always, yep. All right. Thank you. We, we thank you, Terry. If you ever need anything, we're here from you and we're, we're going to keep you on the radar and, and help out in any way that we can. All right. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jack. Right. Thank you. So that was great. Loved it. Awesome. Great conversation. That was, that was awesome. So um, make sure you guys follow us on YouTube. Make sure you uh, like us on Facebook. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, DM us. We love getting DMs. 
Uh, if you have anybody that you want to see on here, let us know. Have a good one. All right. Episode over. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't done so already, go to hbcugraduates.com. And that's where you can see everything we have going on. You can see our blog posts, podcasts, apparel, news, text lists, YouTube, Snapchat. You can get everywhere from our website. So visit us, hbcugraduates.com, and hope to talk to you again on the next episode. Thank you.